the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 200. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now on to the show. Happy 200th episode, Sandra. Happy 200th episode. Wow, this is a fun thing to come back to, huh? <laughs> it's a very fun thing to come back to. It feels very, um, I woke up this morning just thinking like, We've come a long way, darling. We yes, have. yes. And not only is it episode 200, and we didn't time it this way intentionally, but uh, we're also celebrating four years of the podcast. Yeah. This is, we started four years ago this week, and yep. it's a big deal. And we have, we've just come off of a couple month break, and we want to thank you guys for taking that break with us and listening to some old episodes. We, we knew you'd have plenty in our archive to busy yourself with. Yes. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your patience. Thanks to everyone who like reached out. And yeah, I mean, we still have fans. We still have regular listeners so, and yeah. thank you so much for reaching out and checking on us. Um, we talked about taking a month break and a month turned into two and it was very, very needed. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's been exciting to think about, um, you know, just this morning when I got up, I just, my head was full of all of like us just starting this podcast and kind of dreaming. And I listened to call me by Blondie this morning, because I remember we, I was hoping that could be like a theme song <laughs> like, or Pat Benatar or something. I just remember like our little first little dreaming of the podcast, you know, the year prior. And, and now here we are at four years and, um, yeah, I just took our first serious break from the podcast and I feel, I feel good. I've had, I've had a lot of feelings these last few months, which we'll get into when we do our check-in, but a proud is a feeling that I'm feeling right now. Pride. Oh yes. Me too. Me too. You know, I put in this, I kind of like, I typed up this long sort of explanation in our secret Facebook group, but you know, I was like, you know, when we started this, we, you know, decided to do it monthly. I mean, sorry, weekly. Uh, released it every Monday. We never talked about breaks or seasons or an expiration date. We never, you know, we just jumped in with both feet, all four mm -hmm. feet. Yeah. And, um, and 
you know, we just kind of probably our unspoken thing was we just know when we'd know, we'd know mm-hmm. when we need a break. And we both at the end of the longest year of everyone's life, yeah. 2020, we both need, knew we needed a break yeah. and it felt very warranted. Yeah. It was right on time. We were, that's the thing about us with our collaboration, Sandra. It's like, we're usually on the same page mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and if we're not, it's like, we're not far off that page. Right. And then we just kind of get back together and sync up. And I really appreciate that we can do that. Like collaborating. I love collaborating with other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun, but it also has been, um, to be in sync with another person, especially a creative um, like yourself has been a gift. And it just feels like, um, yeah, let's pause this. Let's put this on pause and regroup. I just feel I was re-listening to Rob Bell's uh, Manuha episode that he did. Oh, uh-huh. I, I remember that. I oh, remember. you know, and he talked about in that episode, like, you know, you have to have some time to um, celebrate your creative expressions. Right. Let the ground go fallow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? And then yeah. Manuha is the celebration. And yeah. it's true. Yeah. To rest. And on the seventh day, you know, if you go along with these uh, storylines in the Bible, um, you know, there was rest. And that's what he talks about to celebrate the fullness of your creation. And it's just happens, you know, it just happened that it's our four year uh, anniversary, I guess, happy anniversary of podcasting along with one year of doing sobriety support meetings every Sunday for an entire year. We did that. We've still Mm -hmm. been doing it during our break and they're, they're just, yeah, we needed to celebrate that fullness of this creation. I needed a bit of a rest in many areas of my life, but definitely with this one. So it feels good to be back with you. Oh, it does feel good. Yeah. I had a little, I have had some butterflies in my stomach this morning. Oh yeah. I I was like, is this thing on? How does this work? (laughs) I was more like going back to school. Like when you forget like how it all works, but, um, it's kind of like riding a bike. We got it. Yeah, we got it. Um, yeah. So can we talk about our sobriety support meetings real quick? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, that was even going to be part of my part of my, um, check in. We talked about recovery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's wait. Then let's wait and do that. Cause that, okay. there'll, there'll be plenty of time for that, but our community, we just love, and, um, we feel a lot of love from them. So yeah, I just looked at our stats this morning, Sandra. Yeah. And in the four years that we've been podcasting without any advertisers, um, and just doing this as a creative uh, project every week, you and I accountability for 199 weeks in a row. Um, we have 986,000 downloads. Oh my gosh. We're so close to a million. Maybe <laughs> our comeback will push it over. <laughs> Maybe it will. We <laughs> shall see. But yeah, yep. That's where we're at. And I'm pretty, I'm very, I'm just, the whole thing just seems uh, kind of surreal from what, you know, just talking on the phone with you and meeting through the home podcast group, how we initially met. Um, I don't know. We've, we've come a long way and I, I love it. I love the journey. Ah, me too. Me too. And you know, everything seemed kind of felt like on on the table, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, I think that this pandemic has allowed everyone to kind of do that. Like what, 
you know, what's on the table here? What can, what can we eliminate? What Mm -hmm. do we want to keep? Um, and you know, we even talked about, are we done? We, we asked Mm -hmm. that question to each other. Are we done with the podcast? Mm -hmm. But we both knew that we weren't, we weren't, we're not done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it going to do it a little differently now in the movie Magnolia? There's a phrase from Exodus that says, you may be done with the past, but the past isn't done with you. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody thought they were getting rid of us, they're just not, they're not done with you. No, we're not getting rid of us. Should we talk about though, that we are restructuring a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because we, yeah, Um, we, we did have the talk and um, yeah. And I'll get into it more with my shares when we do our check-in, but yes, please. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So we decided we're just going to go to two podcasts a month. Um, We're going to, or every other week, we're going to release a new episode every other week and one will be just us. And the next will be, um, an interview and we're hoping that that's our rhythm, you know, where we reserve the right to change it up, <laughs> For but, sure. but, um, we're, th- that felt like a really doable rhythm. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, so far we've kind of, uh, we leaked that out and again, in our secret Facebook group. And so far we've gotten good response to that. And, I hope that that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it feels doable to me. I mean, not to belabor the point or be like, oh, woe is me, but this takes a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts to creating a podcast. And for those of you who podcast and listen, you know, and if um, you're kind of trying to do it by the seat of your pants or do it on your own and not hire anybody, then yeah, you, there's a lot to be done. And weekly was just too much. Um, because there's scheduling and communications with guests. And um, again, I don't need to say it all, but what I will say is that there have been patrons who have been supporting us for throughout years. break and throughout yeah. the break. And we really appreciate you. Yeah. And, you know, to keep this thing going, we, yeah, we need support. <laughs> we need some patrons too. And I've just found out they all do a one-time um, donation you can make now on the oh, they on changed SoundCloud. It. Yeah, they changed it. I'm going to go click the option here today. I just wanted to talk, say it out loud first, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, you can click the option and people can do um, either a monthly or a one-time donation. And um, yeah, we're hoping oh, that's that, our listeners, wonderful. Yeah, that our listeners can consider that. Yeah, I know that that piece of it kept some people mm-hmm. from donating because they just didn't want the recurring charge. There's so many yeah. subscriptions and recurring things net right now, and I totally get it. So I love that they finally changed it to make that an option. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's a way to support the podcast, or you can share it on your you know social media. Um, if you've been on the podcast, share your episode again. You know, yeah, just, and a way to, to help us out too. And you can always still write a review, a nice review, a five-star review, <laughs> preferably. <laughs> but yeah. You can leave a review on iTunes and that helps us out as well. You know, I think that, uh, I mean, we're, you can't kill us. We're still in there. <laughs> and I mean, there's a few other recovery podcasts that are, that have stuck, have continued to stick it out as well. Um, so, uh, you know, support all of us, support yeah. the new ones, whatever, but, um, we're, we're still, we want to remain relevant. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for helping us do that. Yeah. 
So since it's been a minute since we've recorded a podcast, we thought we would do a check-in episode as episode 200 to kind of get everybody up to speed with what's going on. And this podcast is, you know, based on creativity and recovery and where those two things intersect. And um, we have a lot to update you on, I'm sure. Yeah. Where should yeah. we start? Ooh, I don't know. Um, do you want to start with creativity or sure. do you have, yeah, I want to do that. Sure. Okay. Um, I can start if you want. Okay. Go, okay. go for it. So um, actually, you know what, Sandra, maybe we should start with family life because everything from mine kind of stems from that. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah. Let's start that there. Way. Maybe we can end with uh, creativity. I'm flexible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're so easy peasy today, darling. <laughs> I am. I All am. right. So family life check-in. So for me, I've had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, n- no more stuff than anybody else, but just bigger stuff. Um, um, that's a shift in my life. And, um, first and foremost, we took that break because I was going to be moving out of my family home. And, um, that's what I did. I've lived in my house for 15 years, was married and been with my husband for, um, actually it'll be 23 years this weekend. And, um, our divorce is almost final. Like everything's with the judge. We had to like do all the stuff that's involved with that, you know, settlement agreement and child stuff. And just, gosh, Sandra, it was a lot. Yeah. I've divorced with a child. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, so moving out of my family home, I moved into my old apartment that I lived in when I first came to the coast here, when we bought the wine bar that I used to run. So I am actually living in the apartment that I used to live in. When I own the wine bar, it is no longer a wine bar. I just want all the listeners to know it's a visitor <laughs> center now, um, which is interesting too. Um, but I live down below on the water level in Bodega Bay and the full circle of this is not lost on me. Right. I started my drinking in earnest in this apartment. And so I was a little worried that it might be very triggering for me. Um, and I don't want to drink. It, it didn't trigger me in that way, but it definitely, I've had a lot of emotions around it. Mm. This is where my son was born. Um, and I've shared lots of tales of motherhood on, on this podcast, but <clears throat> to come full circle, to have him sharing a room next door to me now in this apartment um, and have him turning 18 years old this month, Aww. you know, graduating from college and going, I mean, graduating from high school and um, he got accepted to college. He's going to be going away in the fall. So there's been lots and lots of feelings as you can imagine. And that's why I needed a break too, is just to kind of make space for all of that. Mm-hmm. And I originally, I thought I was fine <laughs> as we do. And then it just slowly started creeping in the enormity of, um, the kind of the pivot that my life had been kind of slowly taking for the last six years in sobriety. And that now we were at this kind of new click, right? This new kind of the pivot had kind of made it slow, slow, slow. And then it kind of locked into place is how it felt like I had this click and, it, uh, it just hit me, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago, it really hit me hard and I wanted to hide (laughs) and I wanted to 
shut everything down, including the podcast, right? Including everything. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just stop the world a little bit. I feel like I had been going and going and going for six years in my recovery, um, which we'll talk about when we talk about sobriety. But anyhow, in terms of family life, weekly dinners with my um, Grady's father and Grady and I have been a really nice way for us to maintain a, a civil and friendly connection. Um, it also is a little much at times too, uh, mm-hmm. but we're kind of trying to navigate that. So when I got the papers um, just yesterday, um, electronically they're filed and we're just waiting for a judge to sign. And so as soon as a judge signs, that will be done. Um, I'm feeling good today. I'm, good. you know, it just comes at me sideways, um, usually early in the morning when I wake up and, or really late at night, or if I wake up in the middle of the night, but um, definitely no regrets. And um, it's kind of fun having a new place and getting to do what I want, (laughs) uh, when I want and how I want. So that's what I'll say about that. It feels like a new beginning. Yeah. I think sometimes, right. It's the finality of things Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, you have to give yourself some room to grieve. Yeah. And say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a friend about, you know, the word sad. I think I'd said, you know, um, about sadness. And it's like, I'm not sad. That's the wrong word that I used. I'm just experiencing grief and loss. Yeah. And I think I've been, again, when my therapist said, like, you've been pedaling your bike for six years, you know, maybe it's time to take a rest. And that made me kind of look at all these little aspects of my life where, where I'm really good at things, Sandra, like I'm good at accountability. I'm good at list making. I'm good at getting shit done. I don't know a woman who isn't good at getting shit done, but to finally just say like, maybe not everything is for me. Yeah. Or maybe not everything is not for me right now. Yeah. And to trust and to trust that, that it will be someday or that I'll find what that is or to have faith. I didn't really understand the concept of faith before until recently. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm not in a scarcity mindset, although that was where I wanted to go at first. Um, that was what was normal and comfortable, but I'm trying to have an abundance mindset and my time is my abundance right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think doing less of the podcast and having less full throttle on everything feels uncomfortable to me, to be quite honest, but also feels really um, like it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. It is. You, it's a practice to have faith that mm-hmm. you are, you know, supported yeah. even when you pull back. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Um, you know, there's, I mean, probably the biggest, most recent change in the family dynamic over here is that my daughter started back in person school and it seems like such a small thing, but it's really been, it's, it's, it's been significant and it's only been a week and a half, maybe something like that. She loves school, doesn't she? She's always loved school and she's a very social creature and she was dying on the vine Mm. and, um, it was time. It just was time. And, you know, we, we try to respect the pandemic and we've tried to respect teachers and support our teachers. Um, but just knowing that most teachers are 
getting vaccinated and, you know, and then just assessing the data on, you know, transmission in schools and that that's very low, actually, they've Mm. determined. Um, We just decided that was the best thing. And it has been, I mean, she's just, she's just rebloomed. I mean, really, she's, you know, and it's kind of like, I mean, she's a preteen, you know, when she's miserable, everybody's miserable, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, So it's, that has been such a good positive shift in the family dynamic. Um, So far, my son has um, not accepted the invitation to go back to school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has senioritis. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, and and why? Yes, and he should. He has senioritis. And, he has that too. <laughs> and I, uh, I have, you know, been doing a good little song and dance um, about how beneficial I think it would be for him to go finish up in-person school um, his last year. But so far, he's not, he's not buying my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Right. And they have the option. Yes, he still oh, okay. has. Yeah, there's still the option, and and according to our, you know, Texas Education Agency, I think the options extended to the end of the, you know, to the mm-hmm. end of the year yeah. at least, and going into actually next school year. So, um, yeah. So there's the option. Yeah. Um, he could even do p- half and half. Like he could do he could go to school half the week and stay home and do remote learning half the week. I'm trying to talk him into that. That might be a good compromise. So we'll see. Is he thriving in, in at home doing his schooling? I don't know if that's how I would describe it. But (laughs) But I mean, because Grady loves it. Yeah, no, he loves it. He loves it. And is um, it more, is it, is it productive? Hmm. Not not (laughs) sure. Well, what's been interesting, because our boys are the same grade and, and similar in age, um, watching my son grow during this year and his independence, um, he got a job at this local surf shop um, on a Thursday, which is like not the busy day of the week. And, you know, he wears his mask and he, all the sanitizing and all of that. Uh, and And he's bought a couple surfboards and used his money he's earned and he surfs now. And that did something to my kid. Mm-hmm. Now like finding his thing. Like I know Max has his creative outlets. Right. Um, which and, has been and- cool to see during this time, you know, see up close and personal more than I would have, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely, you know, he's doubled down on drawing. He draws mm-hmm. all day and he's, you know, still skateboarding and still has some friendships he maintains but and you know the big social um scenes were never his scene yeah (laughs) right can we talk about his style uh it's amazing right okay the pictures you're posting what it's it's freaking awesome his Mm -hmm. personal style but i wonder where he gets that from i don't yeah i think his mother definitely apples do not fall (laughs) far from the tree and you know and the and i mean come on if 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 learning from home would have been an option midway through my senior year i'd have been like 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I had one foot out the door yeah. pretty much the entire time. You know, I just wanted to work and hang out with my friends. That's all I wanted to do. I did not, I can't, I could have cared less about school anymore my senior year. So I totally get it. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to be a, you know, yeah. Senior spring of your senior year. Someone was just mentioning to me lately. It's like, could there be a better time in your life? Like spring mm. semester of your senior mm-hmm. year, like it's oh, yeah. this golden time. Right. And I oh, agree. Yeah. I, like, I oh, remember yeah. that. I remember that. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, other than taking care of my mom, um, here and there. And, uh, so, you know, she's about an hour away. So I've had to make that drive a few times over our break. Mm -hmm. Um, she's had some surgeries and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, but now my mom and my husband are both fully vaccinated and I'm very happy and yeah. So things are good. Good. Yeah. My mom is getting vaccinated as well. And I'll be going to see her as soon as I possibly can. So I just booked my appointment, um, last night, uh, and I'm trying to get a sooner date if I can. So yeah, uh, things are, things are feeling a little more optimistic in that department. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? What is next? Um, let's just do, uh, Let's do creativity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we're working on the pod again. So yes. that, that's a new, that's a new um, a reboot there. Um, I have um, some things kind of in the work. I, with my personal works, Sandra, I, I'm, I'm not really feeling anything. Um, going through all these other changes in my life and I, I don't feel like painting. I don't feel like creating much, to be quite honest with you, which is unusual for me. I still create something every day, which is just my gratitude list. That's it. It's getting me to use the scissors and put some paint down and think about my, um, what I'm grateful for. That's it. That's really the extent of it and creating a new home life, you know, like creating a new home and decorating Mm, and hanging things and, um, kind of going through my things too, calling things, getting rid of stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at with my creativity. Um, I just don't have a lot of energy for, a lot these days. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of, um, listening to that, listening to my body. Um, but I am, I do have a new website that is in the works that my friend Corinne over at Corinne consulting her and Mary are working on creating a brand new website for me. I don't have the energy for it. Like I just said, I feel like I, I have been blogging since 2008. So for 13 years and that one lived on its own website for a while. And then when I got sober, I started a new blog and website. So that one's what, six years old and everything is just kind of hidden and lost in it. All the writing I've done for all the years, there's no way to really find a lot of that writing. Um, so anyhow, they, um, they gave me a quote and I said, you know what, I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to make payments on that. And I'm going to work with them to update everything. So that's kind of exciting. I have to get them a bunch of stuff, but it feels nice to hire someone who can just get it done for me. That is really nice. That's a goal of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels, um, you know, people are hiring me to coach them and to, um, do things, um, that I'm excellent at. And so I felt really comfortable and confident with hiring them. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So that's to have the outside eyes on those kind of, those kind of things too, you know, yeah. just somebody else that can see a better way that things can be organized and it can still have your, it can still reflect your personal style and identity, but yeah, you know, just more organized. Yeah. So that feels nice to let go of that and actually to hire somebody. And then I'm working on an invitation reboot. So I did that invitation class, um, January and the first couple of weeks of February, and I was going to reboot it in June, um, for four weeks. And just because I need the reboot, because I'm already out of my morning routine. I'm already out of some, you know, just kind of want to revisit our word of the year, the year ahead spread. I think you sent me a card for my March, mm-hmm. which reminded, which I had just looked at, which was funny uh, the day before and wanting to revisit the tarot spreads and just kind of have a conversation. And so anyhow, I'm making like a mini reboot class for June and um, kind of quietly working on that. Since I did the other one, it's going to be really easy in terms of like not me freaking out over the technical part. Like I can kind of understand how it all works now. Mm, so yeah. I'm kind of quietly working on that, but that's, that's it for me for right now. And, and I'm dreaming of still moving to Paris. So oh, that is in the works if um, the vaccines can get figured out over there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my future tripping that I'm doing is just dreaming about Paris. Ah, love it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I know you've been busy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, if it wasn't before creates my creativity is now like my pulse. I love it. It's, um, it's the air I'm breathing right now. And, uh, I talked to you about it in my newsletter and, but I don't think so much on the podcast. I think we were already in break, yeah. but I, yeah. um, you know, it, the, the break really allowed me to kind of break through some, some thoughts. And, and I had, boy, I had come charged into 2021 20, with like a content calendar. I'm like, what is, who am I? <laughs> I have a content calendar. Um, yeah, I did. I, I had, you know, things on the calendar that classes and coaching and when I was going to market things and how I was going to structure my year. And I scrapped it all. I scrapped it Mm. all. I, there were a couple of things that kind of sparked it. I, um, watched the last, I binged the last, um, project runway, which I had missed at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And there was a designer um, on the that season named Nancy, and she was in her 60s. Uh-huh. And she had left her corporate job and gone back to school for fashion design. And she was so inspiring, but it wasn't just her, it was a couple of other things. And it was like, you know what, I'm taking this year to put all of my time. So I had my class, my last 30 days, and it was, it was lovely. It was wonderful. Just like my first one. And I was working on a second version, version point two, And yeah. I was, you know, part of the content calendar was releasing both of those just, you know, kind of back to back and then keeping my change your story clients. And I just let it all go and decided to go all in on my creative business. And that's what I've been doing. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It feels, um, I'm still kind of, you know, in it. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, like kind of trying to figure out schedules and system kind of, uh, you know, just thinking about 
Stephen Pressfield's book, Turning Pro. I don't know if you read that follow-up no, to the, the um, War of Art. The artist way, the War of Art, thank you. Um, but just really taking things a little more seriously, taking my work environment more seriously, taking my systems a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've, I've got a wish list of equipment that I need to upgrade and I've joined hmm. some professional groups like um, the American Craft Council and um, nice. a local Austin group called Boss Babes. That's just like a female entrepreneur. Ooh, I like. I know, I know. So just really trying to, yeah, just kind of take it all just very seriously instead of it being sort of the thing I did in the periphery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, moving it up to priority. Yeah. And, um, so that's, that's, yeah. So like, it's, again, it's like, it's my pulse right now. And I still have a few, um, change your story clients. I have some that are, are wrapping up and I have a few that are just taking a pause and I still, you know, I've, I'm giving them a hundred percent. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, if anybody wants to work with me through change your story, I probably wouldn't turn anyone down, but I'm just not, I'm not marketing it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not promoting it right now. And well, cause that um, takes energy. It takes so, well, you know, mm-hmm. it, it takes a whole lot of energy. Um, and I, and like I said, I give at least a hundred percent, if not more, mm-hmm. I, I don't, um, I'm not that kind of go with the flow kind of coach. I mm-hmm. prepare a lot. I, yep. I, there's a lot of notes and a lot of resources shared and, and I'm fully engaged in that work when I'm in it. Yeah. Um, Good. yeah. Well, so anyway, like being like saying that, like, you know, finding your creative pulse, right. And just being in that and, and trusting that is super important. And you've often said here on the pod, Sandra, and, um, you know, you have to find something you like to like to do more than drinking. And when you are a multi-passionate person who can create many different things like you can, you're fully capable of doing anything. I am too. Anything I set my mind to, I know I can do now. I didn't always feel that way. Um, so it is good to have an intention and reading that book, turning pro I'm sure. Yeah. That it's a, it's a reminder, right? Like a, so that you can reset and, yeah. say, and go down the path that, that really lights you up. I mean, that's what we want to do. That's what I want to find my purpose and my, um, the thing that's going to like get me out of bed, super excited in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It's like, I'm just, I'm making garments. I'm, I'm beautiful. I'm um, just, I'm making, I have a couple of art pieces that I'm working on that I haven't shared a whole lot um, Mm. yet. Uh, When, as soon as I'm done with the first one, I think I'll share it, but there, the intentionality is that they are a series and they're Mm related to recovery. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I have a couple of weddings booked this year, which is exciting. And yeah. So anyway, just that you're going to photograph, right? Yes. That I'm photographing. And I'm I'm like, are you getting married a couple of times? No. (laughs) Ah, Yeah. Yes. I should be married. 
<laughs> well, just for anybody new <laughs> that I'm photographing and actually one of them I get to make robes and be the photographer it's really exciting Shut like that's my door. dream like I really if I get to like be a get to curate part of a wedding that's, that's awesome. super fun to me oh I love very it very cool yeah oh uh, well you sound lit up that's awesome I am. I am. I am. I hope I articulated everything well. So anyway, I'm sharing those kind of things in my newsletter, but um, I'm going to talk about that when we share our three things. Okay. Well, I just wrote the last line of my my little notes on creativity is that I just feel, um, even though I feel like I'm in this rest, right? This deep rest that I want, I feel like I'm creating a new life. And I feel like especially when I worked with coaching clients, like I tell them, like you, you, you are creating a new life. It's not going to be fast. And I have to remind myself of that as well, you know, Yeah. and kind of going back and revisiting old stuff that I've done and looking through things again is reminding me like how I got right here, which we can talk about when we talk about sobriety and recovery, but yeah, we're creating this beautiful new life this year. It's been quite a year the past year. So, um, it feels very hopeful. Mm, yes. Yeah. Let's What's see. Next? You want to talk about health really quick? Sure. And then we'll end with sobriety recovery stuff. Sure. Health. I'll try to be quick because I don't, we don't need to get into this for too long, but I found a couple of things that I've really been digging. Um, but I've been really working on my mental health <laughs> in terms of trying to stay emotionally um, grounded and sober. And um, so <clears throat> my mental health has been a priority. I have just started um, doing this monthly ocean plunge on the first Sunday of every month with a group of ladies, um, which has been really cool. It's like this physical reset button the first Sunday of every month, um, which has been good. Then there's some bonding afterwards. We're all socially distanced. We're hanging out on the beach. So that has been something that I had been missing for a good part of last year. Um, So that has felt good. And I'm working with my therapist, which is... um, gosh, just uncovering a bunch of childhood, uh, trauma, um, and just feeling safe to do that finally after all of these years. And, um, I found a massage therapist that I've been going to Sandra every other Monday Mm, that has just to have touch again in my life. Um, from a trained professional, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and feels therapeutic. It feels like healing. It feels, um, hadn't been touched for so many years, um, by my spouse. So it felt, yeah, I felt like it was a wound, my body. And then to, to be touched in a therapeutic way, I've been doing it for many, many years, but the pandemic brought a stop to that. And so he has this system set up where you, you know, where there's like a pillowcase over where you put your head, <laughs> it sounds weird, anyhow, that you breathe into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that is where, and then when you turn over, you have your mask on and he has a mask, of course, but it's felt, I've only gone to three sessions and it's just, I feel like my whole body and psyche has been kind of uh, aligned after I leave there. It feels really mm, good. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And I've been hitting a lot of meetings, um, sobriety support meetings through 12 step through, um, the luckiest club, um, our weekly Sunday meeting that we do with our unruffleds. Um, yeah, that's been great. And I took Jody White's love addiction workshop and that, 
that was good, but that was also a lot. Mm. That is something that I couldn't finish. Um, and that I will continue to unpack for the rest of this year in her modules and in the work and the homework assignments. It was vast and it was deep and it was a lot of family of origin stuff. And, um, but learning, learning about my codependence and, um, and also learning how to recognize uh, love avoidance um, is going to be really key to me going forward and dating and, you know, for the next relationship that I have um, in my life. Mm. So a lot of big stuff there, a lot of growth, but I feel, you know, I'm getting the vaccine um, in a couple weeks or three weeks. And uh, I feel again, hopeful in all of those departments. Good. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a lot of work, but a lot yeah. of good work. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll try to make this quick. Okay. So I have to catch everybody up on my menopausal journey. Oh yes. Let's do that. <laughs> Isn't a journey something that you <laughs> sign up for voluntarily? Um, <laughs> so I'm anyway, tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> but so I, okay. So I talk about base. I've talked about baselines a lot in recovery. Um, you know, especially in regards to the end of my drinking, you know, where your baseline like slowly deteriorates, um, slowly to where you just don't notice that you're kind of miserable actually. Um, and that was kind of happening again. So it's like when you're, when you get, when you catch a bug, it's acute, right? You wake up and you're like, Oh, I don't feel good. I must be, I must've caught a bug. But when it's something else like hormonal stuff, or, you know, if you even be related to your mental health, I think, I think depression can act this way as well. It's not like a one, it's not acute always, you know, where you wake up one day and like, oh, I feel like shit. It's so slow and gradual and your baseline just kind of gradually goes down a little notch every day until you, before you realize that you're actually not feeling good or you're kind of miserable or mm -hmm. <laughs> to that effect. And I, that was what was happening for me. Mm. Um, and I had a sneaking feeling that it had something to do with hormones. And um, because I am postmenopausal, which means I have not had a period in over a year. Mm -hmm. And um, but I, you know, hadn't had my hormones checked or anything like that. I, I, gotten to a new, um, we'd been in a new network with our health insurance and I finally found a doctor and we just didn't click. We didn't connect. And she, you know, she'd done my, my annual and all that, but did not connect with her. And so I did the thing that I love to do. Um, and you know, posed a, a question unrelated to recovery in our secret Facebook group, because there's so many, it's better than Google. <laughs> there's so mm -hmm. many knowledgeable, healthy women in our group and asked if anyone asked if, you know, anyone had a recommendation on a type of doctor that you could talk to about menopause and postmenopause and nutrition and hormones and all of that. If there was somebody else besides your just general practitioner and there was lots of responses. Um, I, I had a feeling that 
a lot would recommend an integrative type doctor, but honestly, I would rather use my insurance (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. um, because if it's cost prohibitive, I won't go, you know, if it's, I'll kick the can down the road. If it's like, uh, I, you know, oh, I have to shell out $300 for this and I just don't have extra lying around then I won't go. And so, um, so someone recommended a DO, which is a osteopathic, wait, um, DO, I'm looking it up again. Mm-hmm. because I keep forgetting what it is. Um, I think it's an osteopathic practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I had never heard of that. And I started looking in my network and there were a few, most were men, but I found one woman and I'm like, bingo, you're it. <laughs> Let's right. give her a shot. <laughs> and she was everything I wanted her to hmm. be. It was amazing. I went in. I gave her kind of my litany of symptoms, lethargy. I've been feeling bloated and heavy and sluggish and just, well, you know, like I felt like my spark had was gone. Mm -hmm. And, um, I even considered like eating, you know, meat again, even though it's been years since I've had uh, chicken, pork or beef. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I do eat eggs and fish and some dairy. Anyway, I expressed all of this to her and she was like, she just was like, Nope, here's what you, and I, you know, I told her I was even considering bioidentical hormones. If you take those, I, I have no judgment whatsoever. I, everything was on the table and she just gave me a litany of not a litany, a very small list of tweaks, um, that I could try and she forecasted that, that it would help me enormously. And, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to report that it's been a month and like, I feel completely different already. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, two of those things were, um, no refined carbs anymore. I'd kind of, you know, that kind of, I, I've been a car, I've been a bread avoid and pasta avoider for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'd have some occasionally for a treat or whatever, but you know, everybody's body is different and mine has never, I don't think I'm celiac or anything like that, but maybe I have a gluten sensitivity hmm. and it was starting to disrupt my sleep. And I had no idea. Hmm. Now I know since I've eliminated it again, uh, I know now <laughs> that, um, it, it's my body does not process refined flour very well at all. And, um, so I've, I cut that out of my diet and, um, I've incorporated a lot more healthy fats, uh, like avocado, my extra avocados and things like that, extra almonds. And I, um, she recommended that I start doing weight training, which I've always tried to do mm-hmm. and I've never been consistent. And so I'm now making an effort to be more consistent and I feel really good. In fact, I get my second vaccine mid April. So I'm thinking in a month, maybe I'm kind of looking forward to joining a gym again and maybe doing more, um, you know, heavier weights, heavier than I can do in my backyard with dumbbells. But she said that what it would do is naturally boost my testosterone. So then I would, you know, 
wouldn't have to do bioidentical hormones, um, which would help my libido, which was another thing that had just, was just non-existent. I wouldn't even say that it was weakened. It like, I couldn't even find it. <laughs> I didn't even know where it had gone. And, le- and left the building. <laughs> left the country. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like and living over in Ibiza or <laughs> Mallorca. Yes. yes. Back. <laughs> so, and it's totally helped. And so, yeah, anyway, the, so it's, I feel great. And, you know, I've, I've continued to do all the things that I've done, like meditation and every day. And I still read in the mornings and I take my daily walk. Um, I'm actually doing as little Zoom as I can get away with because that is best for me and my Mm -hmm. mental health. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would say that, you know, I'll be 52 in June Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling pretty fucking good right now. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you are always so in tune with your body, Sandra and paying attention. And, uh, that's a gift of sobriety, by the way. Yeah. No, you're right. We can see and feel and know that something's off instead of self-medicating, right? That used to yes. always be the way. <laughs> yeah. I have never felt better. I have to knock on wood or something, but um, uh, I'm not sick like I used to be sick. I used to always have like bronchitis or um, strep throat, or, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. laryngitis, um, all of that. And no, I, I don't feel that way. Um, I think that's great. I was just looking up osteopathic medicine and what they do and what the difference between a regular doctor, or, um, uh, not a regular, an MD, um, see my really fancy medical terms, a regular doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good for you for checking that out. I feel like very disconnected from my doctor this year, just because, of, you know, you know do, oh, you, do you really I need did. to see me? Do you really need to come in? And it's like, okay, I guess it's more. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what that kind of of practitioner was, but it's, she's perfect. She's exactly what I was looking for. Somebody who just incorporates more holistic, you know, means of means to health other than just medication, which I'm a bit of a hippie that way. And so we completely (laughs) were on the same page and it's, I'm so happy that I found her. Yeah. Oh, good for you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, Stay curious about your own body and yeah. and, And seek help. Yeah. You had pointed out about me and asking if I was a little depressed and I, I really, I don't, I mean, maybe that was part of it, but just really when I talked to my therapist about it and just was thinking like, I just think I've just been in grief yeah, and on the go yeah. and grief about the loss of you know my mother uh, and her health and the loss of my friend and the loss of my marriage and my life of what I thought it was going to be. And Because it just comes and fits and starts, you know? Right. And all of those things are, you know, um, feelings that you shouldn't, I mean, pushing them away, Mm -hmm. pushing it down manifests into something else, usually anxiety or something like that. And so, you know, I didn't offer that as, as no, it was great change the way you felt, but I think it's helpful at least to be able to, you know, talk that through with your therapist or whatever, mm-hmm. just to kind of, for me, like, I just like to know, is this, what am, what's going on here? Yeah. 
for sure. No, it was a great, because you brought it up and, you know, so kindly, you know, with kindness and love for me, I knew, and I just, you know, maybe that is what it is. I don't know, but what it, what it felt like was more, um, all of a sudden I get punched in the throat <laughs> is what it feels mm-hmm. like. And then I'm down and then I can be up and happy and fine. And it can probably look confusing to people. Like, it seems like you got your shit together. Like you seem fine to me. Well, and then, and then it comes again. So that's how grief works. It's not anything that you can yeah. explain. So no, not uh, linear, not linear at all. So, um, well, good. Well, thank you for sharing all that too. I think our listeners yeah. will really like that. Yeah, I hope so. I think, um, I don't know. Every time I talk about every time I talk about hormones and menopause and thank you for letting me expound on it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's, it's all relevant. It's I'm sure it's coming for me any day now. Um, yeah. So we should talk about sobriety or our recovery as the last, as the last little bit. I know we need to wrap up here in a bit We're, we're, I think we're about an hour now. Um, uh, let's see. So for me, uh, a little bit that I wanted to share is I hit my six years of continuous sobriety on February 3rd this year. And that felt good, but it also felt like no big deal is kind of how it felt to me, actually, Sandra, like, mm-hmm. like this is just who I am now. Not that it right. wasn't a big deal. Of course, it's like, a, that's awesome to collect that many days and to stay on the path of sobriety, but it felt like this is just who I am now. It feels more integrated. So it didn't feel like I needed any bells and whistles about it all. But um, the one thing I wanted to mention was that um, I started dating in recovery and I was in a relationship that was ending around that time of my sixth year, which is interesting because I'm also ending a marriage. So, you know, I, yeah, (laughs) a lot of endings going on, um, which are also beginnings, I know too. Um, But this person had asked me, you know, to kind of, modify our relationship in a way that was not acceptable to me or was not comfortable with me or was not in alignment with who I am and um, to open up the relationship. And I, I didn't feel like I wanted to do that. And um, after ending it that night with him, I came home and got a letter from my sponsor um, and I opened it up and there was a six year chip in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, the card was the promises. So I was reading the promises and, and then the six year chip was gold. And it just said to thine own self be true. And I just, it made me cry of course. And just think about that's what I've been doing these last six years. Mm-hmm. Since I told the truth on myself to my doctor and that morphs and changes over the years of what, who I follow, the mentors or teachers or where I get my lessons or, you know, doing it on my own and hiking and being accountable to my doctor and then joining a 12 step program and then taking hip sobriety school and then listening to a lecture, you know, by someone else or going to she recovers, like all of that stuff, which I think she recovers calls a patchwork of recovery. Right. I just love how it's all led me to right here. Mm -hmm. And Lately, I've been thinking a lot about judgment and about how people get sober and how I got sober. And because I'm sharing my story a lot with clients in terms of trying to help them and hearing their stories of how they're getting sober. And it's just really um, that little story of about like, if you're on a sinking ship, right? And you need to get to shore. 
It doesn't matter how you get to shore. It's just that you get there. So you could swim, you can jump on a dinghy, you can have a tugboat pick you up. Doesn't really matter as long as you get sober. And so I've just been thinking about that for myself, what my journey has looked like. Um, this podcast is part of it. Being friends with you is part of that gratitude circle I'm a member of, right? Um, other people in recovery and watching them grow and change and try new things. And like, oh, that maybe that gives me permission to try that on for size too. I feel more grounded in my recovery and um, I feel, yeah, I just feel really good. And mm. um, it's nice. Um, <laughs> it's not nice. It's just fucking beautiful. Yeah. That, um, this is my life now. Absolutely. So, so even with uh, hard things happening, um, I have this, this beautiful opportunity every day to not leave myself. And, um, I have so many tools. And so, I don't know, I just feel, um, sturdy, even though, like I said, I'm been sad. I just told you guys, I have grief. I told you all these things, but my, but me taking a drink is not on the table at all. And so, um, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really, I'm proud to have that much time and I am trying to be true to myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's all I want to say about my sobriety. Yeah. yeah that's it. Um, yeah, I similar, like I, I wrote down, it hums in the background. Mm. That's just, it's, it's, it's the, it's the hum in the background of my life. Like and you know spring spring has a certain siren song for me yeah <laughs> uh, of all the seasons um it's spring for me and uh you know that's when my old friends start together and have their you know river time pool time drinking parties um i'm not invited to any of them and you know, there's a, a little bit of feeling left out, but I still have the ability to play the tape forward. I do. I, I like my brain automatically does it like, yeah, oh, yeah. That glass of wine does sound nice. Uh, 20 later. <laughs> okay, not, not so good. <laughs> does not sound nice because that's exactly, I laughed the other day. I was out for a walk and saw you know, the wine comes in such weird containers now that didn't, weren't offered, you know, seven years ago. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was like a little pink bubble. Somebody just drank it up and discarded it on the ground. And I was thinking, isn't that cute? I wonder how <laughs> 35 of them might be. How much, I wonder what that would be like. Anyway, I'm super good at playing the tape forward because it's never a cocktail on a patio you know it just that obviously wouldn't be here if that's what it, if that's what it was that's what my drinking looked like so um yeah but I, I was going to mention that I love our weekly Sunday unruffled get unruffled zoom calls yeah that's my check-in yeah and it's great yeah. And if anybody is listening that wants to join our secret Facebook group, you can send Sandra or myself a Facebook friend request and at, send us a message that you want to be added and we'll add you. We do that for privacy reasons. And uh, we post uh, an event every weekend that we're meeting every single Sunday at 9am uh, Pacific, uh, 11 Central. 
and 12 Eastern. And it's one hour of women getting together and we're sharing where we're at right now in our recovery during this pandemic. And it's beautiful. It's been beautiful and uh, a very important part of my recovery this past year. Yeah. Yeah. That 12 step meetings, um, the luckiest club meetings, they're doing a whole series on the pandemic post pandemic, like a lot of people talking about coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people got sober during the pandemic, Sandra, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of going back to the real world has been, you know, an interesting, uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be leading a panel on creating community on April 29th. And then I am a panelist on the dating, uh, discussion that they're going to have on April 22nd. And I am dating in recovery and I'm dating someone in recovery, which is pretty fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) to not have to worry about, um, that, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's been interesting. Um, we can talk about that another day. Maybe we have another show to talk about that kind of stuff, but it's been, it's been nice that that's off the table within a relationship for me. Um, that's felt good. It's felt really good. Yeah. I'm glad we're wrapping up because there's like, they're destroying our street right outside. I don't know <laughs> if you can hear that, but there's a, like a little a, bit, there's major machinery just right outside my house right now. Okay. okay. Awesome. Well, okay. So three things. Yes. Remember this, remember this part? Yeah. Tell our new listeners what it is. So we like to share three tools from our unruffled toolbox. And those are things that either, they're either recovery related or creativity related, but they're things that keep us grounded and sober and unruffled. Yeah. What's your first thing? Um, I read a really great book called, I think it was released maybe two years ago, but it was called Do Nothing, How to Break Away from Overworking, Overdoing, and Underliving by Ooh. Celeste Headley. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, you just recommended that in the call last week because I mm-hmm. wrote that down. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great awesome. book. Uh, for me, I've been listening first thing in the morning to this album called chant the human and the holy, and it's by Leanne rhymes. And she put it out last year during the pandemic. And it's really beautiful. I don't know if she's currently sober, but I know that she's, um, had bouts of sobriety. So I don't know where she's at with that right now. Totally beautiful album. It's a great way to hit reset in the morning for me and really centers me. So Chant the Human and the Holy by Leanne Rhymes. That's mine. Nice. Yeah. Um, so my second one, speaking of the, the toll that the pandemic has taken on everyone, there's a great on being um, recent podcast came out maybe a couple of weeks ago. It's called What's Happening in Our Nervous Systems Ooh. with um, Dr. Christine Renyon. It is so, 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 so good. I highly recommend it. And that's on, on being on being. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. The second tool I would say that's been really helping me, um, is saying no, mm-hmm. <laughs> just no period. Nope. I can't do that. I'm not ready. So that's it. The power of saying no has been one of my tools. Yeah, that's good. Um, my third is my newsletter. Um, I, I, I've, I'm not releasing at the pace I was a couple of months ago, but, um, 
I love writing it when I'm inspired to write it. And it's a tool for me that I use for connection. Mm-hmm. And I love it when, when anyone responds, reply, hits reply. Um, I, I just, it feels even when there's no replies, I still feel like it's a, it's a connection, um, a point of connection for me, a tool for connection for me and, um, plus a creative outlet. So you can sign up for my new, it wasn't meant to be a plug for my newsletter, but I'll go ahead and plug it. You can sign up for my (laughs) newsletter at my website, theunruffled.com. Yes. Um, my last one is the Robcast with Rob Bell and it's Mm -hmm. episode 204 and it's Manuha and it talks about that concept of rest. Um, after you've created something and it really, I don't know, it's just good. I love him so much. And he started a band, Sandra. Oh my gosh. With the band Joseph. So, I mean, he is highly creative. I love, he can do so many different, he's a multi-passionate person. So he's a seven on the Enneagram, by the Ooh, way. So. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. You, you guys are kindred spirits. Yes. Um, okay. I know we need to go because of noise and time, and this is running long. But I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to say congratulations, Sandra. We've been doing this thing and Yay. I'm really, really happy to do it with you. Oh, me too. Congratulations. Yay, balloons, Yay. parade. Confetti, gold glitter. Cupcakes. <laughs> Gluten-free. <laughs> I'm going to go have some alcohol-free something or other right now. Yeah. Go drink me too. My weight in LaCroix. We'll go do that. Happy to be back, everyone. All right. Bye. See you next time. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.